and welcome back to Almost Better Than Silent. It's me, Brendan. I didn't die. They didn't kick me off the show, which is disappointing news for all of you guys that hate me. Oh, it's okay, Brent. And I'm Doug Coleman, the other host. And yeah, we tried to get Brent killed, but it just can't. It just doesn't work out for us. I am a martyr! <laughs> but, uh, so I guess we should talk about games we've been playing. I don't have too much to contribute. I do have a little bit, but, uh, I know you've been playing some stuff. We want to dive right in? Yeah, I actually got it quite a few because of. I've indirectly not been on the last few episodes. Nothing intentional is just interviews and scheduling hasn't worked out yeah and um, i mean we do do it like weekly so it makes sense that there's gonna be a couple weeks where everybody's a little busy and whatnot don't think i didn't notice you said doo-doo oh did i really <laughs> god damn it matt said hard on last a couple episodes ago so that's on him oh god and of course there's the lovable well that was on abtd i won't say that one yet oh good everyone will hear that eventually um but yeah, since I haven't been on, I've been playing games lately, and I looked at like my list, and I was like, oh, the last one I played was like, uh, like a month and a half ago, like, that I haven't talked about, because... Oh, shit. Yeah. It's, a uh, Terraria, which is a pretty common game by now, I don't know. It's definitely popular, but I don't know how popular, like, if it's massive. It's pretty much just a side-scrolling, uh, Minecraft. Like, that's exactly what it is. No one can really dispute that, except... In Minecraft, when it gets dark or you're playing the survival mode, a few monsters come out. There's the Ethermen, the skeletons, the creepers. In Terraria, it's just, like, crazy, like, zombie Vikings, giant lava worms. Like, just the enemies are just completely over the top and numerous. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've definitely heard of this game. And, in fact, I think I even own a copy of it, but I've yet to start it up, so... After I hear what you think of it, I might end up playing it. Is it is it a good game? I played, I think, 15 minutes of it by myself, and I just could not care less. It just did not interest me at all. See, because I realized I don't like crafting. Everything has crafting in it now, and it's just, it's just getting annoying and becoming a chore. And that's mostly what the game is. Oh, man. That's a shame, actually. Because it, graphically, it's very pleasing to look at, and it's something that I would assume that I'd be interested in playing, and that's why I probably ended up buying it. But, yeah, I have yet to play it, so that kind of deters me from it. I guess there's real no rush. <laughs> yeah, there's no hurry. But I was gifted it by a friend of mine, and we finally actually got around to playing it together. Like, it's been months since he gave it to me, but we finally played together, and we ended up playing for five and a half straight hours. So, Holy shit. Yeah, so versus me playing for 10 minutes and getting bored versus with a buddy, I played for f- almost six hours straight without even realizing it. Like, we looked down and it was like three in the morning. We're just like, oh shit, like, we gotta not do this anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's with a buddy. It can be a great game because it's just dumb. You can work together. You can just run off and die on your own a thousand times and your buddy's just watching you on a map. So you can do a few different things and it's great with somebody but by yourself i think it's just super tedious and boring and i can't imagine people playing it that long alone but then okay. again, it's like it's like minecraft like people can build great things in there but it's just like god that's a lot of time of just nothing like um i think within the first like two hours me and my buddy built a rope into space but after you hit a certain point you get har- attacked by harpies so we would just build straight up, like the adding onto the rope as you build. And then I think after like five hours, we were able to dig straight down into the very bottom. Oh, God. I, please tell me you're uh, playing Stairway to Heaven on the way up and then Highway to Hell on the way down. <laughs> I'm sure one of us was singing it. Classic rock. Because <laughs> there's just parts where you're like digging down and it's like, oh, that's a lava pit. Like we got about halfway through the cru- like the crust of, I guess, the earth or whatever we were in. Yeah. Um, we got about halfway through using, like, copper weapons and items, like, the shittiest gear. And then we all died, and we're just like, oh, we can craft good stuff now. And then we just had, like, amazing gear afterwards because we got so far with the worst stuff. So it's just like, oh, God, I just got gold everything. I'm amazing. And he was playing as the Incredible Hulk, and I was playing as Sonic the Hedgehog. So, <laughs> not actually, but you can customize your character like that. And Oh, that's cool. They're just, there's one hairstyle that's just begging to be Sonic. Nice. <laughs> I would definitely troll with that. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was really fun with another person, but like I said, by myself, I 
can't imagine I'll ever play it again unless my buddy wants to play it again. Um, uh, the next thing I played was actually Guild Wars at PAX. This will tell you how long ago I started playing. Um, at PAX, I think they recently announced that Guild Wars 2 was going to just be free. Originally, it was like you buy the base game at like $40 or so, and then you could play online with no subscription fee. And that's what one of the big enticements were for Guild Wars. That's why a lot of people liked it, because it's just, you buy it once and you're done, like every other game. But at PAX, they announced that it's just free, flat out now. You don't that's even exciting. Buy base game. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And the only thing I noticed is if you play it for free without buying like the expansion or anything, um, you can only get two characters. I think if you buy the actual game, you can get like five. So. I started playing that, and I think within six days of getting it, I was level 46. Holy shit. Yeah, so I got, like, halfway to max level, like, in, like, less than a week. So you can seriously crank that out. I guess that kind of, that kind of sucks, because I guess the people that have been playing it for years and years, as long as it's been available, like, they're maxed out, but, like, I guess newcomers can really kind of catch up quick. But then again, those are also the kind of players that probably have multiple characters that are maxed out, if it's anything like WoW. That's the thing. My buddy who was playing Terraria with me also played Guild Wars. Apparently, a ton of people I know played Guild Wars, and no one talked about it. <laughs> like, it, was like, it wasn't like a shameful thing. It was just like, eh, I don't know anyone who plays it, so I won't talk about it to anyone. And it's like, hey, do you guys play Guild Wars? It's like, yeah, we all do. It's like, whoa, whoa, what? Like, um, so yeah, my buddy has like... I think he said like two maxed out characters and then three characters like halfway or around level 30 and stuff. Cause I noticed the experience in that game is very generous or at least consistent. Um, there's some games I know that scale down the experience, the higher levels you get. So it takes much longer. Like it'll take you a full day to reach a level when you're like level 45, as opposed to when you're level one, you can get like 15 levels in like an hour. Oh, wow. So I know like, there's this huge scale. Like I used to play City of Heroes, which I would have to say is the most unforgiving MMO I've ever played experience-wise. Because in that game, if you died, you would get it was called debt added onto your experience bar, and all it, it would just add up, and you could you could have your entire experience bar maxed out with debt if you died enough. And what it did was just drain away half of the experience you ever got. So to level up, you had to essentially level up twice to Holy pay off the shit. debt and then to get the actual experience. That is some, like, Dark Souls, Demon Souls punishment. <laughs> it was... But worse. Yeah, and you, like, after, I think, level 35 or so in City Heroes, you couldn't go out on your own on, like, missions or anything or quests. Like, you needed a full party because it just got so hard. Like, one mission, I finished with this, like, this class of enemies, like, this group of... Uh, enemies was like their final mission and I beat them I beat the boss I soloed it all I felt like a badass I got outside of the mission and there was just like this monster of that type of enemy waiting outside to just stomp on me like Godzilla oh god because <laughs> like each group of uh, enemies in the city of heroes had a boss like it was like the highest tier and then they had just their like kaiju monster class character and this one was just waiting out for me after I triggered this mission. And so as soon as I stepped outside, it just crushed. It's like, all right, I spawn at the hospital. I go on with my day, but I'm still in the zone, so it keeps coming after me. Oh, God. So I'm just running around the city screaming, like, anybody, for the love of God, help me. Like, <laughs> it's like Godzilla has a personal vendetta against me. He's just hunting me down. And no luck. I mean, I finally got out of the zone. I'm just like, fuck it, I'm caught. Like, because I guess I was just playing late at night and there's just no one around oh it was a nightmare um but so with guild wars 2 it's much more generous and it's just like it doesn't scale your experience to your level you just get the same amount so if you finish like a huge mission and say you got like half uh, half the experience you needed to level up when you were level five you still got half that experience when you're like level 25 okay i see yeah so i'm able to um there's also like a sort of campaign story that goes along with it, like your own independent story for your character, for your class, or race. I don't think the class matters. Um, so after you hit uh, a tier of 10, like 10, 20, 30, 
you get those missions, and they level you up like an easy four levels by themselves. So you already get halfway to the next story missions. So it's re- it really helps to just keep going, and like the grind isn't as tedious as it is with every other MMO I've played. Okay, that's you just answered the question I was just about to ask. Okay, interesting. And yeah, what other MMOs are you experienced with? I personally... I'm not a huge fan. I did uh, dabble with uh, Final Fantasy XIV for a while, a while, and I really enjoyed it. But I just ended up not keeping up with the subscription fee. I'm just, I, I'm just, I, I, as a gamer, I just can't like morally think to myself, "Oh, I want to pay monthly for this." And it's not just like five bucks a month or something. It's like twenty dollars a month. It's like pretty serious uh, commitment if you want to be involved in that community. Yeah, it's a hefty price. That's kind of deterring me from playing Final Fantasy XIV, because there has been a big resurgence. When it came out initially, it was kind of a shit show, but apparently they cleaned it up a ton. And And a lot of DLC, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and the story is apparently really good for that MMO, which is rare. Um, But, yeah, like you said, the subscription fee of, like, $20 to $30 a month, like, I get the Adobe Creative Cloud program, and I got everything on there. So I got, like, 30 Adobe programs for 50 bucks a month which is super cheap for that. Yeah. I'm borderline play, paying the same amount for a game? Like, no, that's insane. Yeah, I agree. I know exactly what you're, you're talking about, too, because I also subscribe to the Creative Cloud for Photoshop and other things like Audition and stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, you get a lot more bang for your buck with something like that as for just a game like that. I I can definitely expect prices for games like that to go down in the future, but... Then again, it's like an existing model that's worked for how long? Yeah, but l- like with Guild Wars, they went down to free. They well, I don't think true. Wars, yeah, I don't think Guild Wars Two ever has a subscription fee. But now the base game isn't even uh, cost anything. Um, I know with plenty of other MMOs that were failing, they're like, "Hey, no more subscription fee. Just buy the disc, install it on your computer, and you can play." And that was just like one step away from them. Uh, uh, shit. Uh, d- taking down the whole game and declaring bankruptcy because there's yeah. plenty of games that like you know hey no more subscription fee it's like oh no that's the kiss of death like they're done yeah but it's also just yeah I guess a final like grab it uh, I don't know at trying to get more customers yeah it's a last minute attempt but usually at that point it's too late yeah at that point they should move on to either an upgrade in the game or like a sequel or something yeah, I've heard plenty of people say that MMOs are the biggest, like, biggest uh, waste of money for game developers. And it's like, if you're trying to do an MMO, you got, like, 95% chance of failing and just wasting all of your money on it. Well, they're also a big waste of money for the actual gamers. <laughs> Seriously, think about how many people I've met that, like, have been like, oh, I've been playing WoW for years. How, what does that equate to and how much money you sunk into one game? Like, we've, even in the early, like, the inception of this podcast, we've had this discussion. It's like, I just can't morally do that. And that's the thing. They don't have enough people doing that to keep the MMOs running. So that's why they feel like you could get handfuls of people paying monthly. But unless you have wild levels of people paying, you can't sustain those servers and all that. I think what we can see in the future of MMOs is, like, not a resurgence of, like, RuneScape-style games, but the <laughs> games that are free to play, yeah, like what Guild Wars 2 is doing, but there'll be, like, in not in-app purchases, but in-game opportunities to spend money, further your character, access, like, the whole membership side of RuneScape, but, like, for whatever the new game is, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, in Guild Wars, you can f- there's this company called the Black Line Trading Company, and it's just their way of... Uh, selling and trading products between players, like on all servers. And you can find these chests called the Black Line Company chest, but you need a key to unlock them. So you can occasionally find a key. They're not super rare. Like, it's not like impossible to find them, but it is very difficult to get them. And those chests have just super good stuff in them. Like, if you unlock it, it's just the grab bag that you always wanted. Nice. So they are very good, but you can also buy keys and they're like, a hundred gems and gems are essentially like platinum in that. So it's like a hundred gems equals like 10,000 gold, which equals like, you know, like a hundred thousand silver and so on and so on. So like you can buy all those gems with real currency and get the keys, 
but it, it'll cost you. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. But it's not it's not too unfair because like, you can find the keys. Yeah. And occasionally. Yeah. But I guess the real rich people don't have to go to that measure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the freemium element still is there. Like, if you're willing to spend just, like, a hundred bucks in a day on all this gear, you can get the best stuff. But it's also not impossible for you to do it for free. Like, I haven't spent a cent on the game, and I got some pretty kick-ass shit. Nice. Um, it, it is also funny, I'll jump in here, with um, the classes, because... Uh, I think with the expansion, there's a new class, which I hear is great, but like I said, I haven't bought it, so I don't know. Um, but I am uh, Sylvain, which is essentially like a plant person, like an ent. But they're made of like plants and different stuff. Um, but I'm also a necromancer. So like I'm summoning like dead bodies and like these weird, like fleshy uh, monstrosities to steal the life from other people. And I'm just like, I'm a plant. So like... <laughs> I don't know, I find it kind of ironic. It's opposed to, like, the elemental who's the human summoning the tree guardian on his side. Yeah, that is a interesting character you got going. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because the solo story they got going through it, it's just like, you know, you have to stop the evil dragon that's corrupting our land. Like, you will be the savior of the good and the condemner of the damned. And it's like, yes, I will banish evil. And I was like, let me summon my zombies real quick and drain the life out of these bandits nearby and use their life force for, like, more monstrosities. Then I'll stop this bigger monstrosity. Like, a necromancer is inherently evil. Yeah, I feel like it's like a weird, instead of plants versus zombies, it's like plants and zombies teaming up is what it, your character is. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> plants and zombies. <laughs> That's interesting. But it's always so weird saying like, yes, I'm the good, I'm the valiant, you know, champion of my people, and it's just like, I have this horde of like, undead behind me, it's just like, huh, I feel like this, this is kind of a loophole they didn't really catch too well. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's okay. So it's funny. I said I didn't have much to bring to the table tonight, but I do have a really cool game to bring up, and I'm glad uh, I'm about to. It's for mobile uh, devices. Well, it's definitely on Android. I don't know if it's on iOS, but um, the fact that it's on Android has me really excited. I installed it actually earlier today and started playing it. It's a game called Nubs Adventure. Have you heard of it? Nubs, no. Yeah, and which is funny. It's like Dubs, but with an N, and it's kind of <laughs> like. Uh, I don't know what you'd call, like, you, people say noob and, like, make fun of, like, people that are new to a certain game. Like, I guess nub is also slang for that. But the, the whole reason I bring this game up is, uh, it's kind of the same art style of Terraria. It's this very 8-bitty, platformy style game, but it's, I guess, more of an, an exploratory platformer. Um, the story is, you're this little white-looking character with some kind of pixelated antenna, and he's got a belly button. He's adorable. But anyway, his name's Nubs, and he has his house on, like, this mountain. And all of a sudden, these two red characters come to his house, and they're like, oh, well, let's fuck it up. And they just destroy his house and, like, set it on fire and blow it up while he's away. And the idea is you come find your house destroyed, and you're all sad, and you want to, I guess, rebuild your house. And so far, I've only played a, the very beginning of it, but art style-wise, I it's fantastic. I love the real pixelated 8-bit style, and it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, the controls are simple. You move right, left, you can jump with A, you can f toss a boomerang with B as, as a weapon, and the enemies are interesting. So far, I haven't really encountered too many enemies or a boss, so to speak, but I did see in one of these, uh, not it's not a cutscene, I guess, in this game, but I did notice in one of the animations there was this, like, crazy looking tremor thing like a worm that had teeth that like jumped out of nowhere and like just disappeared so i'm like that's definitely gonna probably reappear and uh, like be either a boss or something challenging but regardless i'm really enjoying the art style and the overall feel everyone who listens to our podcast is already aware that i'm a big fan of platforming games so this is definitely a new platforming game for mobile devices uh i know for a fact it's on android I didn't do my research, people, so like I said, maybe I'll put in the show notes if it's on uh, iOS as well, but this game is super fucking cool. Yeah, looking at it, it's very similar to um, Terraria in the style. Yeah, I really, like, everything about the art, is very, it just screams Terraria, but even, I guess, more pixelated, so to speak. It's like the landscape and the whole environment seems very similar to Terraria, like it looks like you can go underground, and like you said, that big tremor worm thing. 
is yeah. similar. But then the characters are very like almost fez like they like. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. Um, and it's funny, you, uh, of course, in the recommended games, uh, there is Terraria, so, and some others, but yeah, I thought I'd at least let people know. I think it actually came out pretty recently, so it's a new game, so check it out, people. It's free, and I think there's probably gonna be, I think I saw on the download page, it said there is in-app purchases, but so far I haven't run into that yet, so I'm wondering if I'll run into an ad or something, but not yet, so that's exciting. Oh, it's going to be like one of those games where it's like, oh man, I love this game. It's so great. And it's like, if you want to continue the game, pay $5 to like progress through the rest of that level. It's like, oh man, like it's just a really obnoxious in-game purchase. Like that they, ruins the game. I've ran in, I've run into a few, but it, sometimes it's worth it. If it is a game you enjoy, it's like, you almost wish they would have just had that price up front, but then that many people wouldn't have experienced their game. Cause it's like the free aspect of it is what makes people hit download. Otherwise, they're not going to even experience the game. So I understand the reasoning behind it, but it is kind of frustrating and annoying. But we'll see. Like I said, I don't, I'm not expecting that, but we'll have to find out. Um, one game I also mentioned a couple episodes episodes ago with Matt. Uh, I was saying I was playing Zumbinis and I was excited for it, and then I uh, re I ended up saying that oh wait I went and played it and I wasn't having fun. But now I'm going back to say that I actually am having fun. It's the only downside of this is you it's just son of a bitch. I know I am really like <laughs> wishy washy on this on Zumbinis. Here we go. At least I'm not a politician. But <laughs> seriously, good at it. <laughs> oh god damn it. But the game is super rinse, repeat, but I guess n- nostalgia is what's keeping me playing it. So it's not for everyone. If you, di- if you didn't play it as a kid and don't have the desire, then I wouldn't recommend it. It is like five bucks, so it's not a free game anyway. But the, the only annoying thing about this game is you play the game with 16 Zumbinis. You go on all this, on these, on this journey and there's different problem solving skills where like you pretty much sort them by the color of their nose or like the different shoes they have on and weird shit but it's still really fun and interesting the way you have to specifically i love uh this bubble problem solving area and the frog section of the game it's like really cool and i am enjoying it but the sad thing is once you go through the journey and you get your Zumbinis to Zumbiniville, all that's left to do is just redo the entire thing. And there's like 384 or even more Zumbinis that have to make their way to Zumbiniville, which I have no problem. I know how to play the game. I'm going to be getting those motherfuckers there. But it's just going to be like, after I get them there, it's just going to be like, well, now there's nothing left to do. And I don't know. It's I'm, I'm going to do it just to do it and relive the game and like have a... a Banging Zumbiniville on my phone, but <laughs> I don't know. There, it's gonna be like every time you get more and more Zumbinis there, like they add more buildings to the village, so it's like it's exciting and shit. And it says which date you accomplished it on. So I I know I'm gonna do it, but like I said, it's real rinse repeaty. So if that's not your thing, don't bother. Yeah, just looking at it, it seems really similar to. I'm I don't know if it's actually a children's game, but like it but, pretty much is. Yeah. Uh, it seems really similar to, like, Pajama Sam and uh, uh, Putt Putt the Car and, like, Spy Fox, like, that art style that just every game for kids in, like, the late 90s were. Yeah, I, I honestly, none of those are ringing a bell, but I believe <laughs> you're probably right as far as art style-wise. It's actually cool that they they had to redo it all entirely for m- the mobile platform, so kudos them for redrawing it all, but I don't know. It, it's fun. I'm having a good time, but like I said, I've been real wishy-washy the past couple episodes on Zumbinis. <laughs> oh, God. You haven't played Putt-Putt or Pajama Sam? God. Those are just, like, perfect Is nostalgia. Putt-Putt just, uh, just the golf game or no, something? No, it's, it's a big purple talking car. Oh, no. With, like, what was it? Paddington? No, not Paddington Bear, but there was a bear. Um, uh, those are some great games, but I knew they do not hold up at all. <laughs> Um, they're, they're four kids, but they were solid, just point and click adventure games with just a really friendly cartoony art style. Nice. Yeah. Um, but on the, uh, uh, I can't think of any words today. Um, (laughs) on the same level of, uh, mobile platformer, I found a game. This is a game that I, uh, was on Steam for like seven bucks, but I found it's also on Android and iOS and Amazon, uh, for like five. So it's actually cheaper to get it on mobile than it is on 
Steam. Um, but I had like six dollars and ninety two cents in my Steam wallet, and she's like, "Oh God, I'm so close! Like, I don't want to spend more money to get it." Like, so I was just playing every game I didn't play yet to try and get a Steam card to sell it, like to get that seven cents. Um, but it's called Leo's Fortune, and it is fucking great. Okay. It um, is. it's super simple. It's just a side-scrolling platformer, and you play as this, like, koosh ball with a giant mustache and, like, googly eyes. It's amazing. Um, it's voice acted. The main guy sounds like uh, Antonio Banderas. It's... What? This looks amazing, and the graphics are ridiculous. Oh, the graphics are great. The one complaint I have is the first, like, stage. You play different level, like, five levels in each stage. The first stage... Everything has this kind of blue tint to it, and it's really hard to differentiate like platforms you can land on and platforms you can't land on, and like the background. Um, that's the only real problem I have with the style. Otherwise, it is awesome. Interesting. Um, yeah, it looks like like this game is very comedic. Am I right? Uh, I mean, there's definitely funny moments to it, but it's not like zany, over the top, like okay. wacky. It's just kind of like you're a fuzzball who has this. A mass fortune of gold who's trying to get it back. So they're aware of the inherent silliness of it. But they're not like over the top. Yeah, it's not like Borderlands slapsticky. Okay. Like that. I'm kinda glad actually. Yeah. It the story is actually pretty good, like for as weirdly simple as it is, uh it is enough to keep your attention going. And like I said, you're this great engineer who made all of his fortune and then someone steals it and you go on this big adventure to get it back. So it even kind of explains why there's gold everywhere, as opposed to every other game where it's just like, yeah, there's coins. Like, just don't worry about it. Just get the coins. Yeah, true. That is a very unexplained thing in many games. Yeah. <laughs> or gems. <laughs> Anything gems, like that. rings, bananas. Yeah. Um, but I will say one thing. It's just so fluid. Like, there are puzzle moments where you have to stop and think and, you know, figure out the physics-based levers and stuff. But just the first few levels, you can just hold right. And just slide through everything. And if you just keep momentum, the game works out perfectly. And it just feels so good of just like the motion of it just all, f- you know, falling into place and working. Okay. Quick question for you. Um, is this game free? No, it's $7 on Steam and I believe 5 on all mobiles, like iOS and Android. Okay. It looks like it was done in Unity. I'm wondering if it is. Uh, I'm not sure. It looks like it's a Swedish game. I, I really, just by the look of it, I can almost guarantee it was, but I, well, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Uh, the, the developers, uh, 1337 and Siri, um, it was the only game they've done on Steam. So I'm not sure if they've done other games on other mobile uh, platforms, but as far as Steam, I think that's the only one they've done. So okay. Far. Interesting. And on a, Okay, well then... So it's not free. Are there in-app purchases? I mean, I guess there wouldn't, there would be no reason for that, but I was just curious. No, as far as I can tell. Like I said, I played it on Steam. Oh, sure. So unless it was, I mean, I think it was designed for the mobile, like for a phone as a mobile game, and then it was ported onto Steam. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it'd be the other way around, but I see. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, as far as I can tell, no. At least not on Steam. There's no in-app purchases. Damn, see, this is a game, if I was the person responsible for it, and we're releasing it for mobile, specifically, I would release it as free, and have in-app purchases, and, like, you could do something, you could go with the silly factor, and make buku dollars just being like, oh, for 30 cents or something, you can give him, like, a beard, too, or, like, a top hat, or, like, really, like, stoned red eyes or something, and, like, your character bouncing around could be, like, that much more different. (laughs) That would It'd probably be the one where uh, cosmetics and appearance gear is actually really good because he is just a silly little Th- That's what I mean. I think they could really actually capitalize off something like that. It's as simple as that is. Like you can make, and if you give uh, your audience enough of like uh, of, of assets that they could make their own character and make it tailored to something that they will really enjoy watching bounce around all the time. I don't know. Just a just a thought. Thinking out loud. I think it could work. But since the game is $5 on mobiles, I can't recommend it enough. The game is great. It's just solid. 
Like, nice. I, like I said, the color differentiating in the first stage is honestly the only complaint I have. Otherwise, it's just like a perfect, like, it's so good. Cool. I um, definitely intend on downloading this. Yeah, each stage has like a different theme. Like you're going, you're hunting down all your siblings to see if they stole your gold. And uh, your one brother is like a sea captain, so one level's a lot of underwater puzzles. Uh, your one sister is like an archaeologist or something, so uh, her stages are a lot about platforms collapsing after you jump on them and like stuff falling down. Uh, another one is like a sky baron, so it's a lot of air puzzles like floating around in the air. And uh, be- <laughs> they don't really explain it, but because he's like a Kushwell thing, when he jumps, you can puff yourself out and float. So it's just one of those things he does, but it adds to it and it's, it's great. I highly I don't, recommend it. I don't think you need to explain that. Like if I, the only real mechanic of a Koosh ball, I can imagine just being like a kind of Kirby-ish character. Yeah. And there's, you can go sli- uh, left and right, like you can sli- uh, slide left and right, but his eyes move depending on how far he's looking. So if you get it right in the middle, it looks like he's staring right at you and it feels really bad when he's dying. And, like, he just happens to be looking at you as he falls into, like, a spike pit. Like, I'm sorry I failed you, Leo. This is my fault you died. <laughs> oh, man. But you can also, like, tap down. At least on the keyboard, you can tap down. And it doesn't do anything. There's no real mechanic for it in the game. But he jiggles. He just kind of, like, jiggles up and down when you do it. And it's just... If you gotta wait for something, you're just jiggling. It's so fun. I, nice. I love the game. The game's great. Nice. Yeah, it looks like a fun one. So, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, it doesn't need in-app purchases. Like, it's easily worth the five bucks. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, let's see. Oh, (laughs) here's one. I'll probably do a video on, but I won't even try to hide the fact I've already played it. Oh no. Um, there's some games where I've played a bit and I was like, Oh, I wonder what this is like for the first time. No, this one I played on my own free time and it's great. (laughs) It's, it's actually one of the revenge games bought for me after I spread the plague of bad rats to everyone. I know. Um, Mark bought it for me, and it's called Showering with Your Dad Simulator 2015. God damn it. I've heard of this. It's good. How is this good? Like, literally, just the title alone, I can't even... (laughs) Like, how do you make a game out of that? How do you make a game out of that? All I'm expecting is, like, some scarring stuff and, like, (laughs) nudity, and that's it. That's it. Like... I'll, I'll gladly make a video of it, just put it up on YouTube, but, like, I'll have, like, most of the stuff unlocked when I do. It's so just... It's one of those games where they're just, like... We're doing 8-bit, like, real 8-bit, where it's super simple, and there's, like, five different colors on the color scheme. And it's one of those games where it's, like, hey, the graphics only took us 20 minutes, so we can make the rest of the game dumb as hell and do whatever we want with it. Um, The different... The, the whole plot is you're a little kid... And you have to run to your dad in the showers. Is it really not apparent what the plot is? (laughs) Well, and and how it works in a game mechanic level, there's three dads in this open area, and you just have to run to the right dad. What? um, Oh, my God. I think the kids' names are, like, Magnum, Lefty, and then, like, Robin. (laughs) Um, So... One scenario is you're the same kid and you just keep running to your dad over and over again and see how long you can do it. And when you do it, like puddles will appear and they'll make you slip or wet floor signs will appear and they'll make you slow down and you're timed when you do it. So you might not get to him in time. Um, but as Does you, that mean you win? Cause like, <laughs> no, if you don't get to him in time, you lose. That's how you die. Oh, I um, disagree. <laughs> but, um, as you go on, you get more, uh, more upgrades unlocked. So there's, like, adoption papers upgrade, where if you get that, you have to go to a different dad, and you have to make sure you're going to the right dad each time. Um, there's Rubber Ducky, where it's just all the dads are wearing, like, uh, inflatable pool devices, and they're just dancing with them. Like, it, I think it gives you double points, but they're all just dancing instead. God damn it. <laughs> there's, like, a mask, and it's, like, Halloween party, so you can go to any dad for the limited amount of time. Um, another game... Uh, for another version of the game is the same thing, except every time you get to a dad, you change kids. So you have to make sure which kid you're playing as to make sure you get to the right dad. And that gets very confusing when you get the adoption papers, because it changes each time. 
All right. Well, here's the question I think all of our listeners are wondering if they're probably most likely not intending on getting this game and playing it because hopefully none of their friends are dick enough to send it to them. <laughs> Don't get but, it. I would definitely recommend watching like a video on YouTube. It. Watch Okay, fine. watch Brent. Yeah, it's exactly. Great, great the plug. so fun. But no, seriously, all we want to know is are there any 8-bit dinglies dangling? <laughs> yes, and they like it makes up a total of like four pixels. Oh God! So it's because of how simple so they're it is. American. <laughs> <laughs> because of how basic and simple the graphics are, it you just get super desensitized to it real quick. Like it doesn't show anything. It's just like an. Epic. I know. I, I just was curious, but that's funny. At least it's nothing too scarring. I would say it'd be funny. Uh, one of the dads in it is black, and I thought it would have been funny if, if it was, was longer, longer. Yeah. yeah, or thicker, like by no. a whole width or something. No, but they're all the exact same except for like the heads and the skin tone. Like, the bodies are all the same. <laughs> um, as you play the games, though, those are the two that start out. Uh, the two game modes. One is like another one is dads are just falling, and you have to grab them, like as the kid. So you just have to point and click and drag them to the right kid. Um, but you can unlock different modes. Uh, one of them I unlocked was, I think, like, Glorious Bath Turds. Oh, God. No, no, uh, no, I didn't get that right. It's something along those lines of, like, Inglorious Bastards. If it was not what you just said, it should have been a thousand percent. <laughs> that was the best thing ever. I think it's Bath something, because you play as the one kid in a bathtub, and you're, like, flying, and you have to shoot down all the other dads while rescuing 50 of your dads. Well, if you're shooting them down with turds, that would have been perfect. Uh, yeah, it's not that graphic, but... It could have been if it wanted to. Yeah. Um, another one is, I was just playing one of the game modes, and randomly one of the dads was in a cop uniform, but without pants on, of course. And that unlocked the Sopico game mode, where it's like, uh, Sepico, shit. It's the Al Pacino movie. Serpico, that's it, Serpico. Oh, okay. So it's a cop movie, and when you unlock that mode, it just... It doesn't do it, f- or it does it for you. You don't even do it. It just goes right into that game mode without telling you. And it becomes a point-and-click adventure in the showers, and you're, like, a detective. And you have to somehow get the shower running with hot water. And it's just, it's so weird and really hard. Like, I actually have to look up how to beat it, because it just isn't, I guess, intuitive. And it's just, you're not expecting it, so you don't know what to do. But it's... Great. I love it. It's just so dumb and so silly. Well, speaking of dumb and silly games that, well, this one's coming to Steam. Uh, I don't know when or if it already is, but this is one that you didn't even want me to bring up. Uh, it's called Where's My Mommy? And, uh, yeah, so this is one of those games that got greenlit <laughs> because everybody on the Steam community was like, yeah, that is a great game. Make it. <laughs> totally and go for it. Uh, and just by the sound of the title, you're thinking to myself, oh, that's not too weird. What's this game about? Well, it's pretty what, fucking strange. What's uh, the worst mommy you could think of? It's that. Not, well, alright. That's a very confusing question. Yeah, that you're is very, well, I, I don't know. I'll let you help me because I only <laughs> know so much about this game and the only thing I can do it so much justice. But, so this game is, you, your main character is a piece of poo. And yep. it's looking for its mother, which I guess is another piece of poo. I don't know if that's the way it works. But regardless, you're traveling through exactly what you think, either intestines or somebody's cap, anal cavity. And in the process, that's the level of this game. And you like roll around. It looks like the entire time you're playing this game, like the, the camera of the, of the scene is moving as you like kind of tumble through this person's intestines. And along the way, there's obstacles, like really awkward one, like toilet paper rolls, uh, condoms, like bags of cocaine, like really <laughs> weird, like bad shit. Like this game is not meant for anybody like young by any means. And it's just a huge, somebody's really strange sense of humor. Uh, don't get me wrong, the first time I saw the trailer, I was cracking the fuck up, and I'm like, I can't believe somebody went to this measure to make this idea for a game, uh, a reality, and they went, they went to some serious measures to make this, uh, come to light, and it's, it's great how much support it's getting, I know, just by my description, most people are like, I'm out, or I'm sure (laughs) a a lot of our really, uh, more internet-prone people that listen to us are probably like, that sounds like a great game, so... I guess it's, like, really 50-50. I definitely thought it was worth bringing up because it's kind of silly and funny, but it also is semi-disturbing. And (laughs) poop is no uh, 
we're we're very used to poop being uh, brought up on this show, so I am the first one to make a poop joke. It is the easiest jokes to make, but I think with this game, it should be like a f- a fart joke, if you will. It should be like a fart joke, which is quick, like a fart itself. It just gone. It's over. You laugh, you move on. I think, yeah, the problem was they asked the communities, like, is this worth continuing? And everyone was like, well, if, of course you're going to ask the internet, is this, <laughs> like, it, like the internet is just like, please, like, they're, they want it badly. I mean, yeah, don't question the games people make. Like, how could someone make this? Because there is a dating sim out there where you date pigeons. Not oh, like yeah. pigeon people, not like people that, well, they take the pigeons and then draw anime versions of them, but no one wants to play that one. You want to date the realistic photo pigeons. And I bought that game for Mark, and it's super enjoyable, and I love it. Yeah. I watched the playthrough because God knows I couldn't do that myself. But so there are some really weird ones that actually see the light of day, and this is this is one of them. It's it's one. happening, yeah. I'll say with that pigeon game, uh, Hot Tuffle Boyfriend, they made body pillows of one of the characters. And in the game, the character's in like a school, and they do a maid cafe for charity. Mind you, this character is a male. It was a male pigeon. And he dresses up like a maid for the school charity. And on the body pillow, it's the anime version of the character, like the human version in the maid outfit. And on the other side of the pillow, it's the pigeon in the maid outfit. Oh my god. <laughs> this is a full body pillow. I love it. It's so great. <laughs> Jesus, that is insane. Um, uh, the internet's a weird place. It really is. And we are very grateful that you exist, because you're the only people that listen to us. Yes. Um... <laughs> But uh, another game that's on Steam that I want to try very badly, I think what brought it to my attention was actually the one-track gamers uh, brought it up on an episode, but this game called Lovers in a Dangerous Space-Time. Now, this game looks so goddamn colorful and fun and just, like, absurd and weird, but it's one of those games, I'm pretty sure it's a a one- or two-player game, but I want to play the co-op adventure of this. I'm most likely going to get it and try it one player, but this is one of those games I think is screaming out our names that you and I need to stream this, but like we are both familiar. It's probably just going to end the podcast if we end up doing that because we're just going to (laughs) like yell and scream at each other and just like troll so hard to the point where it's just like, I give up. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've watched a bit of it and I've seen a bit of the gameplay of it. I think it's local co-op only. Oh, shucks. Okay. Um, But yeah, you play as two I, I didn't pay attention to the story much because it looks pretty cool. absurd. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but you play as two characters on a spaceship, and there's battle stations all over the spaceship, so you have to run to the different battle stations. So the ship doesn't really move, like it doesn't rotate. So you have to run to the different like guns on each side of the ship. And I know just with a game like that, like you're gonna get attacked from both sides. And then a third guy's going to appear, and you can't get to the one side, and then you have to run to that side. And it's like, get the shield, get the shield. It's like, yeah, but we got to get this guy. And you're arguing what's the priority first, and you're just going to be screaming at each other. As as colorful and as lovely the game looks, you're just going to be yelling and ruining friendships with it. Yeah, it's very... I still think I'm going to give it a stab. I, it looks very fun, and I'll try to see if we could set up a local match. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I definitely recommend it. It looks great, and from what I've seen, it's very fun. But just, like, be aware. You, you might be pissed off at whoever you play with for, like, a day. Like, you might need some space afterwards. That's understandable. It did get a lot of positive feedback. So I'm, I'll am i let listeners know after I play it a little bit. But I, it's one that's on my radar and I intend on uh, purchasing soon. Yeah, I just know after trying to do the uh, co-op multiplayer levels on Portal 2 with friends of mine. And it's just like, oh my god. Like, anytime there's a puzzle, it's just like, oh my god, you're so dumb. Stop doing this. Like, when you, one person figures it out before the other person, and you're just like, just, just do what I say. And just like, oh, God. Uh, it just drives you nuts. You know what drives me nuts? Fucking Kingdom Hearts. I thought, and, that, was a real, I thought that was a setup to a really co- old, corny joke. Oh, no. A pirate walks into a bar with a steering wheel on his pants, and he goes, why do you get the steering wheel on your pants? And he goes, ah, it drives me nuts. <laughs> God damn it. I was waiting. <laughs> that was fantastic, because I was in my mind trying to think, how can I make a joke? similar and you just nailed it so touche my friend that's but one of no. the jokes i hear and i just start crying in public because it's just so dumb so that is go pretty, ahead. that was it was worth it um 
Kingdom Hearts, though, alright, everyone knows I love the goddamn series, and I've been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 as long as everyone else, but they continue to piss us off as fans. Uh, they're making Kingdom Hearts 2.8, and I remember, for, like, there was, like, rumors for a 2.9, and I'm like, what the hell are all these point, like, why is this being, like, what is happening? And the idea is 2.8 is going to be for PS4 the HD remaster of Dream Drop Distance, which was previously only available on 3DS. And they're also going to have a remaster of the Dream Drop Distance... Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. They're also going to have uh, Kingdom Hearts X, which is... I don't know. I really... The back cover, which has cinematics. And then also... Kingdom Hearts point two Birth by Sleep. Like, they're turning this into, like, uh, way too confusing shit. I don't understand what Kingdom Hearts point two Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage, uh, a brand new playable es- episode that's tied to the Birth by Sleep Final Mix version of the Sony's PSP system. So if you're just going to do that, just be like, it's a Birth by Sleep, like, extension. You don't have to do, like, a point two. It's so goddamn confusing with all these numbers. Kingdom Hearts 2.8 for PS4. Yes, it's exciting that they did a remaster of Dream Drop Distance. No fucking shit they're going to do that, because they're doing, literally remastering every single game they've ever made. Like, it's, it's stupid. Um, and I think it's unnecessary. But then again, I always wanted to play Dream Drop Distance, but didn't want to drop the cash to pl- on a 3DS in order to play it. So it's exciting once I do upgrade to a PS4 and hopefully Kingdom Hearts 3 is available on that, I might end up getting 2.8 just to experience Dream Drop Distance. So there is that slight amount of, like, yeah, that's somewhat exciting. But nobody gives a fuck. Like, nobody wants another remaster. You guys have mastered the remastering. We need you to make a new fucking game and just finish it. Like, I know you guys have have it in production. Just get it done. Like, people have been waiting too long, and it's it's infuriating how much effort has gone towards all these offshoot, mobile, other platform games, which they just end up eventually remaking for the goddamn uh, primary PlayStation uh, console out there. It's just cocktease hearts at this point, because it's just, you know we want the third one, and they just keep making more. It's like, here's like, one and a half point seven five. Yeah, what is that? They're pissing me the fuck off, like... Square Enix is driving me nuts. They're like, yes, I'm, a, I'm imagining Square Enix as a pirate, like <laughs> riding my nuts, uh, which is a, a spaceship, a Keyblade steering wheel. Uh, but like they've done them all. They're like, here's Sora's backstory while he was off camera. Here's Riku's story while he was off camera. Here's Kyrie's. Here's Roxas. And you know what? Here's Mulan's story while she was off. Camera. <laughs> what does it matter? No yeah, one cares. No. Seriously, they've really gone off every character's. And, like, especially the Birth by Sleep people, uh, Terra, Aqua, what? and Ventus, they've gone off on theirs. Like, it's really getting absurd. I, you I just want to know the progression of the story where at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, they get a bottle in the ocean and it's King- and it's signed by Kingdom Hearts, by, by Kingdom Hearts. It's signed by King <laughs> Mickey. And we just want to know what the fuck he said and where we're going. Like, Mr. that's King- it. Mr. Kingdom Hearts, can I get your autograph? Okay, let me get a bottle out. Let me sign it. Here you go. Goddamn. Uh, but you but, know. Yeah. But Birth by Sleep was the only PSP game I played of the Kingdom Hearts franchise. And, like, I still don't know what the hell's going on with Ventus. Because, like, he's Roxas, who was Sora's nobody. But then he's also he's, this other character in this I don't other, think like, he is Roxas. He's Roxas's ancestor. Or, like, I mean, uh, the, the opposite of that. You know what I mean? But, like, he's, like, identical to Roxas. And it's just like, what? What? Like, is this a parallel dimension? Or, like, because clearly they're fighting these other Keyblade warriors, so is it in the future? Like, I think it's, no, that is all in the past, if I'm not mistaken. That is all previous in that, uh, universe. But this also draws up another point of my, like, problem with Kingdom Hearts, is there's so much canon story in these offshoot PSP games. So if you missed any of these, like, I came back to, uh, to Kingdom Hearts 2 just going, what the hell happened? And it's because I didn't play some of these PSP games. And that is, like, the number one thing that just infuriates me to no end. Of, like, here's, like, core story for, like, this franchise you love. But in order to figure out all the pieces, you'll have to buy this, like, random CD uh, game that we only had in 87. And uh, you have to use with an Atari V8 or something. It's just like, what? Like, why are you making it so hard just to get the story? Like, when they easily could even, even if they just published a novel to sum up the story for all the games, like, 
of the different franchise or of the different platforms. I'd be better with that. But now I'm just like hunting through Wikipedia trying to just piece it together of what the story I missed. And Assassin's Creed has done that, and that drives me nuts. Yeah. Should we call I, this I episode agree. driving me nuts? Yeah, that's perfect. There we go. <laughs> um, speaking of, well, this has nothing to do with driving me nuts, but uh, I have an idea for the where we can go with this episode if you're interested. I have a new conversation game that could debut right now if you're ready to play. Um, we don't really have rules for it, but uh, it's this game we came up with, and it, it's almost like a no-brainer. Like, why haven't we played this already? It's but like Road g- Warrior. We can murder, we can steal, we can pillage. No rules. Oh, God. But no, the the game this the name of this game is what is that sound? I want the game to be like the title to be shortened to just go, huh? Yeah, what? that's the title of this game. <laughs> and now we're gonna play, huh? Oh God! But no, seriously. So this game and. I have it set up that we have three sounds, and the idea is hopefully if you can guess two of them out of the three, you win. And I, I know later we're probably going to revise it and change the rules up, but uh, for now, uh, we're doing like retro-style games. I'm going to send you this on box, but just give me a minute. I'm actually f- picking the last two. I have one in the bag, and then I'm going to send you these MP3s, and they're unnamed, so you're going to listen to them and tell me what game you think they're from. And I'm just about ready. I just need one more. And the one's way too hard, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, Is it Peggle? Oh, I wish. Oh, God. <laughs> it's always Peggle. Yeah, because there's like some things I played on my computer while I was like streaming or doing video, and it caught on the sound, and I didn't realize it would. All right, well, here's the thing, listener. I'm giving Ren a pretty easy round, because uh, it's the first time we're ever playing. So I'm rooting for you. I'm going to send this to you in... Uh, box. So one second. Okay. Yeah, you said Skype's file sending takes forever. Oh God, it's really not good. Okay. Okay, listen to those individually, and um, tell me when you're listening to it, and I'll be like, here's sound number one. All right. All right, listening to sound one. I'm gonna uh, re-listen. That is very short. Very short. And it's as, honestly though, for most. Old school gamers, that should be like very nostalgic. It's tough with like the older retro games because they they were limited to the sounds they could make. Like they can only make so many sound effects, so it all kind of bleeds together at a certain point. Yeah, it's real quick. Let's play that one more time for your listener. Awesome. Especially memory wise, like it, like you know, games I haven't played in decades. Uh... All right, um, and I'll give you like uh, like. Hmm. How should we do this? You should. I guess you can have three guesses per sound. Okay. And the I, the the goal is to get two sounds correct. And I'm guessing what game is from, not. Yes, just the game title, and even like if it's like a franchise, well, that's gonna be where it's kind of uh murky water. But I think for now we'll just give it to you. Uh. But in this instance, it's really nothing like that. I'm gonna guess Castlevania. No. Two more shots. I guess time frame wise, you're a little. I, you're around the same. You're around the right era, but I think honestly, this game's even older than that. Oh god! In fact, it, I, I'm almost positive it's older than those games. Older? Let me double check that. Now I, I feel Castlevania's like Castlevania's from like eighty. Okay. See, I, I was wrong. I was assuming those. That was like a '90s like series. Castlevania is one of the earlier ones. I know. Maybe not 87, but it's definitely old. This game's, yeah, this is even older. Oh, wow. Cuber? No, but I love how you asked that. Um, I don't even know what that game is, and you've brought it up before, and the reason I know is because you sound like you're saying Goopy? <laughs> you know what Cuber is? No, surprisingly. Oh, I, how do you spell that? Q-B-E-R-T. It's wow. It's one of those really annoying, like, it's the one thing I hated the most about Bashing is that it's on, like, a top-down platform, but it's on a diagonal, so the controls oh, don't directly... Oh, this fucking thing. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> you hate them, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> the hell is that? 
He made a cameo in Wreck-It Ralph. It's a fucking fleshlight with eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. like one of the older games i know of that would be making this noise i see no they had oh wow time frame wise you're spot on i i, I don't know when keyword came out or when any other games came out around there so I, it doesn't help of course um, it was before we were both alive so that's understandable uh, i'm just not good with dates that's why i'm single hot job um, <laughs> god i Mr. Game & Watch? Oh, no, Strike 3. Uh, so, you didn't get it on this first sound, but you have two more sounds. You got a chance here. Uh, that sound was actually the coin-collecting sound from Galaga. Galaga. Have you ever Have you ever played that? Oh, yeah, I just... It it was a really extraordinarily challenging one. And that's the thing. As we move forward playing this conversation game, I want to be able to, like, kind of weigh how challenging certain sounds are. So, like, for instance, that was kind of on the challenging side. So we should, like, rate it on, like, like three out of five stars. Like, that's a really hard one. So I'm not sure if that's something we'll end up incorporating or not. But for now... Uh, we have two more sounds, and you have a chance. Let's hope this next one... This next one's a little more uh, on the easy side, so I think you got this next one. I think the difficulty of the sound relies on how frequently you hear it. Like, if it's like a big boss sound, like defeating a big boss that you only battle once. Yeah. And then the game itself, how memorable the sounds are. Like, Zelda, well, see, Zelda opening a chest, like, super iconic. You can pick that off immediately. Like, Mario, um, you know... The fireworks, I think, would be very iconic. So I think it's dependent on how how reliant frequently how reliant the game is upon the sounds and how important sounds are to the game. Because I know I play a lot of games muted because the sounds just don't matter, and I'd rather listen to music or a podcast. Oh no, I hear you there, definitely, and I definitely also agree with the frequency of how the sound occurs, or else it's not going to be something memorable. Yeah. But for instance, I do think. A handful of people would recognize that. Hopefully our listener knew right away that that was from Galaga. But regardless, this next one is uh, more frequently heard in the game that it's from. So I'm eager to see. Here's sound number two. Oh, okay. It's a longer one, but it, it just kind of dies out. It's And it's quick, but it's yeah. also... It's one that... You should hear pretty often in the game that you played in. Man, I, I almost went with another one from that game, but it would have been too easy. Sounds like thunder. Uh. And this, uh, don't let me like steer you wrong, but it's this is not a retro game. Let's put it that way. Obvi- uh, it's almost apparent just by the sound effect, really. Yeah, like because it's not like chip tune or yeah eight bit music. I can already tell it's not. It's like after the 90s. And you hear it a lot? I would say... Because unless it's like background light uh, thunder noise, I feel like this... No, it's nothing No, it's nothing like that. No, this is something that you are in control of whether you hear the sound or not. Oh, uh, okay. It, this is pretty... Uh, God, this game's going to be tough. <laughs> I know, I, I know it is pretty a challenging game. You have three, we have three shots, though, so go ahead and feel... Free to start taking some, taking some stabs, and also for the listener that didn't get it, here's another another listen. Really though, if I would have went with any of the other song, uh, the other sounds I had for this game, it would have been like insta. So I had yeah. to get it a little a little challenging. <laughs> I know for the uh, listeners who're just playing it at a few times, I put. Over here, I'm just mashing it. I'm, pl- I can't get it. Um, would it be too much of a good way to tell me the console? This was available on both. I'd say Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and Steam. PlayStation 3. Uh, yes, and I. Oh, I don't no, know. yeah, 360. Okay, yeah, that's the same. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That generation and Steam. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
it's it just sounds like a big like I can't get thunder out of my head, so I'm just thinking like uh, it was on all three systems. Um Batman, like one of the Arkham Asylum Origins Knights. No, good guess for uh, your first guess, but no, yeah, you're kind of on the right track, but not really. I don't want to confuse you, but yeah. I, I, I see why you would think that. This is more or less, keep in mind, like I said, this is something you would be in control of. Yeah, it's... And this is one of those, it's like the frequency is there, but it's not necessarily like... All the time, obviously. <laughs> Not at all. Now I'm thinking it's like a gun? Is it Halo? Nope. Oh, man. One more guess, and we're going to have to see if you can pull this off. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that, because Halo's only on Microsoft or Xbox. Oh, true. Um, that, ooh. Yeah, that was just a wasted guess on my part. I really think you can do this, though. And this is this is a common game, and the sound, it really, it's it screams that once you hear what it is, you're going to kick yourself. I, yeah, now I'm, now I'm imagining it's like slamming a body against something or like a fighting game noise. Um, man. No. Right. I think you're closer with the thunder, but it's not like phys- it's not like an environmental sound. Is it a gun? No, I'll give you that. No, it not weapon. Nothing I can think of. <laughs> I yeah, it, 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 was. it is tough. I'm almost, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to upload this one to Box just to be like, it's from this game and it's another sound effect, which you guys will hear right now. Okay. So listener, I gave Bren an additional sound, which everyone should know what that is. And hopefully Bren now can put together what that first sound effect was from. Which game is this from? God damn it. I was just, ah. Like not like. Oh. If you don't know what this is, you have never played this game, and I'm completely shocked. It sounds so familiar. I'm I'm just gonna throw out no, because it wouldn't be on all systems. Yes, keep that in mind. You have yeah. some information at your disposal. Oh God! Like yeah, that second hint is like the second sound. I, that's why I thought that was the giveaway, and I didn't want to do that. Is I was like, oh, that's too easy. Well, yeah, I've definitely heard it, and now it's just driving me nuts. It drives me nuts. <laughs> All right, this is it for the win. Do you have anything? Or not for the win, but for like to keep <laughs> this game alive, really? Um, I, I'm just I can't think of anything. I'm just gonna go God of War. Oh no, it's, it's okay. Not that. Nope, we'll have to play this game some more, and like, uh, it's you're a little rusty, but I can't blame you because they were really hard sounds. But that sound, that the second one that I sent, yeah. is the level up sound from Skyrim, oh. and and the the first sound What's is first when you select a perk. So like after you level up, you can select your perks. That thunder sound is you selecting which perk is yours. So that's why I meant there is that frequency. As long as you're leveling up, you will hear those sounds in the game. But then again, it isn't something as frequent as, so like, I don't know, certain dialogue and stuff. In my defense, fuck you, Doug. That's like, <laughs> I feel like what? you could have picked much, like, more common sounds than, like, not necessarily the Fosra doll, but, like, one of the screams, like, the dragon shouts could have been... I see. But I no, like the, dude, the, the level obvious. up, that, you should have known that. The, have you played Skyrim? Oh, hell yeah, I wasted so many hours. The level up, I should have known, I'll say that. The okay. Perks, the perks one, no. That was that hard. Was... That's what I mean. That's why we need a rating system of how hard these sounds are, but that's something we're going to have to hash out. But I'm glad we at least got to try this out, but well, uh, we have a loser. One. I'm I'm figuring out the third one. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's Alan. Let's just keep it going. Yeah. All right. All right. So here is the third song. The th- here's the third sound that Brand was supposed to hear. See, that one is too easy because it's Pac-Man dying. Yes. Yeah. So we gotta find a nice middle ground between Pac-Man dying and selecting an option in See, Skyrim. I thought you had a chance with the Skyrim, but. And especially with the little hint sound, but it's okay. We 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 can keep going with this. We'll uh we'll we'll play some more.
once we get other people playing, we'll really gauge it well. Because yeah. I know if we picked like sounds from Binding of Isaac, I'd get them in a heartbeat. But I know you'll probably wouldn't get any of them. Exactly. We also that's one thing I want to also keep in mind is games that we know the contestant has played. So that's going to be hard to weigh, but we'll we'll try to keep that in mind. But I'm also just looking forward to playing this with more people, like get our press continue friends on here. It should be fun. Yeah, if anybody, they should be really good at the retro sounds. Like They probably could have gotten Galaga. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think, honestly, I think our listeners won and you lost. So, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll play some more. was the Walrus champion. I don't need to win every game. I'm That's just understandable. Really good at the one. Yeah, we got a new one, and this one, hopefully I can be the champ at. But no, I, <laughs> most likely I'll just be the judge, because someone's got to find these sounds. But uh, I guess that's a pretty good episode, man. Is there anything you want to bring up before we close it? Um, Like I said, I, I've said in a recent episode, um, I'm going to probably be playing those uh, terrible, terrible games everyone's sending me in Revenge of the Bad Rats plague I spent on everybody. Um, so... Like I said, be on the lookout for showering with your dad simulator and a few other ones. I uh, There's one game I'm not sure if I want to upload the video of. I already recorded it, and it's just... It's the one you sent me. No, don't even. <laughs> just, and Listeners should know if they follow our show, they know what that game is. Don't, nobody needs to see it. I told Mark he really wants to see it. <laughs> oh, God. That's so disturbing. Maybe, maybe just for him. And yeah, maybe I'll send weird. it to like, private and send him just the... F- or maybe I'll just send them directly to the video because it's oh there's a point where I'm like halfway through I'm just like nope I, I don't want to do this video anymore I'm, no <laughs> that's one way to get in, involved with us listener if you're one of the weirdos that wants access to this private vit game footage uh, just send us an email almost better than silence you can also send suggestions for our conversation games like uh, we'd love to get different category suggestions for I Was a Walrus. You guys can tell us which sounds you'd like to hear yeah. and what what is that sound. So we got some exciting stuff on the horizon. Um, I also am Twitch streaming every Tuesday, Thursday at 8 Eastern Standard Time. Currently playing Ori in the Blind Forest. Loving the game. Hopefully you can beat that in the next few weeks. Um, we also have Twitter and Facebook. Uh, our handle's ABT Silence. Go give us a follow and like if you don't already. Um, and yeah, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight, guys. Uh, is there anything you want to say? Huh? What? Okay, no, I think we're good. But, uh, thanks (laughs) for listening, guys. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. See ya.